This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! season has the happiest ending. Okay, so this episode again is sponsored by the brilliant Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, we'll be announcing some new events coming up soon at Magic Rock, so uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, Magic Rock, for me personally, the perfect pre-match venue uh, covering you for beers and there's some superb food as well that you can get there pre-match and it's just a little jaunt away from the stadium as well, so if you've not been to the tap rooms in either Home Firth or Berkby, check them out. Right, hello and welcome to a special lockdown episode of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Lockdown and social distancing means that we can't get together around the table to chew the fat, but we can get together on Skype. Uh, joining me, Matt, today, we have Cozzy, uh, Simon, Neil, and a very warm welcome back to the podcast to Huddersfield Town owner and chairman, Phil Hodgkinson. So good evening, chaps. Good evening. Evening. Not about. A big one. Welcome back to Neil as well. Good to see you back there as well. And uh, you've been uh, back by popular demand as well, I think. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nice to be back, fellas. Thank you. Excellent. How are we all doing? How are we all coping with, with lockdown for a start? For me, it's not too it's not too bad for me because I'm... Uh, I, I work from home generally anyway, so I'm I'm not too bad. I think the, the difficult thing for me is having a two-year-old who's usually at nursery running around and... Uh, and causing havoc while I'm trying to do stuff, but it's his it's his birthday tomorrow, so there's not a lot we can uh, we can do for him. But it is what it is, I guess, isn't it? So, how about you guys? What's uh, what's going down? I, I'd like to think Phil's in a bunker underneath uh, underneath the stadium somewhere, but <laughs> that's, that's the case. no, I'm uh, I'm I'm at home. Um, I'm at home, but I'm, it's um, you know where we we sent all of our staff home. About 515 staff. They they've all been working from home since. Two weeks ago, some we staged it, and uh, yeah, and and then you know the football club we've done done the, done the same thing now, and yeah, it's it's um, just just it's a, it's a bit of a waiting game to be honest with you. I, I think everyone's waiting to see what what's going to happen, but there's also lots of other things, and and I, I'm I'm sort of in a, a bit of a receive receive mode at the minute. There's only so much that I can do. Um, I'm waiting for the people. All all of our big um, from a, from a non football perspective, all, all of our sort of big contacts and suppliers have all gone into lockdown. So 
you know everyone's everything's just paused it's 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 quite surreal and uh from a football side of things uh yeah it's again everything's on pause um every, every everyone's at home there's no football being played we're waiting um waiting for daily updates we get from the EFL and and, and so on and, and it's, it's spending a lot of time waiting so I've never done so much exercise. I'm lucky that I've got a gym at home, and I'm uh, I'm doing about 13 miles a day on the treadmill and walking around the house. And I haven't got a two-year-old, but I've got a seven-stone dog um, that's used to being in daycare while I'm at work, and he's a much bigger pain in the backside than a two-year-old. I think literally, I've never ever. My son never needed this much playing with when he was a kid. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, I can vouch for the fact that he's very loud. <laughs> very, very loud. So let's, uh, Canal side uh, building on Canal side have to stop as well. We've uh, we, we've got it as far as we could. We've had to pause it now, yeah. But I mean, we're literally, um, we, it, we we were literally weeks away from finishing it. So it's it's nearly there. The, this 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 current phase, which is um, sort of, uh, we we finished the um, the new Deso pitch. That was all done, done and dusted, and, and we. I think we October. I think we we started using that, um, but then that's that's a replica of the stadium pitch, but it's got under soil heating, sprinkler systems, floodlights, nice. the whole thing. So, with all the work that we've done, we've did the services coming in aren't, aren't enough to cope. We've not got enough electricity. We've not got enough water. We've not got enough gas. So we've had to build, um, have new services put in, build a new services centre, build, build new, new groundsman's buildings, security huts at the top. We're moving the security gates to, to the road, more car parking, tarmacking, um, yeah, all, all, all kinds of things. And, and, and we've re- relayed all three of the academy pitches. So we've spent quite a lot of money on the three academy pitches. So they're all brand spanking new now and they've, they've all got their own facilities up there. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we've, we've now got, the, the, I think the the Deso pitch when when finished would have been a million miles shy of just over two million on its own just for that one pitch, um, and then all the other bits and pieces. So yeah, I mean over the last two years, I think we'll probably, including this season and the two seasons in the Premier League, we're, I, I, I don't know the exact figure, but I'm pretty confident we'll have invested well over ten million in the in Canal side in in those three seasons, well over. It was such a surreal time. I mean, the, the Leeds game feels like, I don't want to mention it again, but if you, if, if you had said to me then, 40,000, I don't know how many were there, 40,000 that, that'd be, I, I never saw anything about any football finishing in a few more days, not to mention never getting back. It, I can't get my head around it all. I don't know what everyone else is thinking. It's it's come like from a ball out of the blue. It's, it's just surreal. And I think my idea of hell is stuck in a flat and having no spot on is finally here and, God, it's uh, it's horrendous, isn't it? Neil, can you believe it? From Ellen Road to this, it's, it feels like months since we had a game of football, doesn't it? Not a great one to finish on either, would it? <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Pretty awful. But, yeah, it's, um, I'll be honest, it's sort of by, it's all bypassed me. I've not, I've not missed it like I thought I would. I think you get a bit of a reality check in that, you know, Without wanting to go to everybody, but people are out there dying out there. This is, you know, this is a worldwide epidemic, and people are out there dying. Um, so football just becomes a bit sort of peripheral to all that, and it's, it sort of loses its meaning. Um, I think the difficulty is for people like so who 
as much as we're, we're just the fans and we can rock up and, and go away and we've got a rest of the life to look after. Phil's actually looking after you know, the football club. So, you know, there's God knows how many staff who are just like me and you. It's, uh, you know, looking after houses and kids and, and whatever else. And that, that's the difficulty. So I think all that for me is overtaken the, the want or the need to actually see any football. Phil, so what have you made some of the comments coming out? I think is it Leeds who mentioned hinted about wage cuts if we don't get the show back on the road soon. Another club, I can't remember it was. Is it Birmingham? Yeah, Bir- Bir- Birmingham and Leeds have they've both they've, they've both done it. Um, so uh, it, it, look, it, it's inevitable. There's I I I'm struggling um, to see when. You know, football will start again, and, and the reason it's not—it's not just. We're, first of all, we've got this this global pandemic, and no one knows when it's going to get to a point whereby it, it settles down, it's dealt with, um, or, or to a point whereby you know people can can interact again. It, it could be weeks, it could be months, um, and then obviously you know people are talking about playing games behind closed doors. But the one thing, one of the main things that they've forgotten is that to play a football match, a professional football match. You have to have at least one ambulance at every single ground. You have to have a certain number of qualified medical staff and doctors. Where are they going to come from? Because they're going to be dealing with this. So, so I'm struggling. You, 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 you couldn't at this moment in time and for the foreseeable future even play games behind closed doors because you, there's no way that the NHS would be able to have you know, there's 46 league games three times a week, where, where are they going to get 46 ambulances from? Ambulance staff, you know, we have, we've got club doctors, but they, they work for the, for the NHS or privately, they're involved. St John's Ambulance, they've all been called back in. So how do you put a game on it is the reality of it. And uh, there's a lot of things like that, that that actually affect being able to play games. Uh, it, it, it's not a simple solution. It, it's, it's inevitable. Um, you know, when, when you look at... Um, at, at all football clubs, barring a very small amount, they are owned by people like me who have got a business and the business, the profit in the business, the business is generally what pays for it. There are some that, that have sold the businesses. There are some that are, you know, uh, 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 that own large countries uh, full of oil that, that it maybe doesn't have an effect on. But, you know, you, you look at other clubs that are owned by betting companies and the, the, the betting companies are the biggest sponsors in the top two divisions and no one's betting on football. So their revenues are going to get hammered, um, and, and, and for me, it's inevitable. I think that it, you know, all all clubs, if this goes on for two three months, which it's looking like it's going to be, then you know, there's there's very few clubs. Barcelona have asked their players to take a, to take a wage deferral. They're one of the biggest clubs in the world, um, and, and I think it's inevitable. You've got to look at it and. and, and the reality is that, um, you know, that that's going to probably have to come into it for every single club. Certainly, you know, there are very few clubs in the championship leagues at the top of the league and they've done it. And, you know, they've done it early. They've not, you know, they, they, they've probably done it early because they've had no choice but to do it. Same with Birmingham. So that tells you, you know, that tells you what, what you need to know. Um, from our perspective, yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, um it's you, you you have to look after 
things in the right order. You know, my, my job and the board's job in my company and at the football club, it's not just me. By any stretch of the imagination, we've got I've got really good people in my business and we've got really good people at the football club. Um, but the priority, you, you, you've got to work from abject panic backwards. So you've got to work from what's the worst thing that can happen and then you've got to work backwards and go, well, what, what can we do to, to make that easier? So, look, my, my, my first priority is I've got 515 staff in my business and my business um, is what, what we, we've got. We do technology, all kinds of things. People can go on the website. Um, but what, what our, pro, our products is, we, we get funding for, for, for the work that we do, but we only get it because it's insured and it's a very specific insurance products. Um, and our main insurer is Chinese. So they all went home six weeks ago. So we've had no insurance for our products for six weeks. So we've, had, we've got no, no money coming into our business at this moment in time. It hit us first because our biggest insurer was Chinese. We've got our, our funder is, is a bank and, and they don't fund us as a business. We don't have any borrowings per se, but they fund our customers' loans to, to pr- progress cases. Every single funding organization in the world has gone as press pause. They've all saying we're sitting on our cash until we see how this plays out because the stock market's gone mental. So, so the reality is, you, 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 our, we've our, our, our insurance is there, but we can't use it. Our funding is there, but we can't use it at the moment. I don't know when that's going to get switched back on. So basically, every single spare penny that I've got has gone back into my business to pay the wages because I've got to make sure there's a business there for all my staff to come back to because they're the most important thing when this is over. And, and you know, we, we, we'll, we'll look at all the things that are available from the government as well, and, and, and we've just got to get through it because the reality is, as soon as everyone presses play again, it's back to normal, and we're back making money, and it's all good, uh, and everyone's got a job, and it's fantastic. And the football club's no different. You know, my my, my job and the, the two respective boards of directors' job is to make sure that whenever this is over, I've got a business, and my staff have all got jobs. And we've got a football club, and all the staff have still got jobs. That's the, the, what what that looks like. I don't know what it's going to look like. This could be over in three weeks. It could be over in three months. But as long as there's still a football club there, and as long as there's still a business there, that's what that that's your that's what that's your first job to make sure that that can happen. And then it's about making that better. So you know, making sure that it's a football club that can compete, and making sure it's a business that can make, make profit, and so on. So you, you've got to work back from that situation, but you've got to bear in mind that ninety-five percent of football owners have got a business of differing scales, and every every business is suffering. You, you look at you know, you look at Man United, the Glazer family. I think I think their biggest business is shopping malls, shopping centres in America. They're all shut. Now, Man United are a little bit of a different picture because generally they take money out of it rather than put money into it. But they've got something like 672 million quid's worth of debt still. That's come from banks, and all of the banks are freezing lending. So what happens, worst-case scenario for a Man United or even a Liverpool, because Liverpool's owners have got businesses, they own other sports clubs and so on, and whilst Liverpool's owners may not have put the money in to build their new stands, they'll have had to underwrite it. Now, what if that funder calls that money in? What if Man United's bank bank lenders have to pull that money back to put into the American economy or the British economy and be calling that loan? So it can affect every club. It can affect practically every club, probably apart from Man City. Um, Well, do you think, still, sorry, do you think if, say, it goes on for three months, like it sounds like it could do, 
do you think we'll still have 91 professional football league clubs at the end of it? Gut feel. Uh, I, 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 I doubt it. Gut, gut feel, I doubt it. I mean, even... I, I, can't, I can't see how we can. Purely on the fact that if you've got clubs like Accrington and Crew and at that level, and I've been disrespectful, but at that level, that they are solely reliant on some of 3,000 people rocking up and paying 25 quid and buying a pint and a pint. And hopefully yeah, a programme and hopefully a shirt and a badge. Macclesfield yeah. are probably a good example, aren't they? Of sailing yeah. close to the yeah, it's, it's certainly League One and League Two, and certainly you know a, a, a good ch- proportion of the Championship are, are very reliant on on that kind of thing. But you know, moving forward, who's going to want to sponsor shirts? You know, how are you going to get people to to to, to put, put sponsorship in for anything? You know, every, everyone's going to. The longer this goes on, the longer people aren't going to want to be. Everyone's going to want to hold on to the cash. You know, what, what if there's no transfer window? What if there is a transfer window but no one's spending? Because a, a large proportion of our projected revenue next season was based on transfers. And that'll be the case for the vast majority of clubs outside the Premier League and some in it. You know, the vast vast majority of your, your income, your, your projected income, is, is based on player sales. Um, now, you know, we've, we're still in that fortunate position and there'll be, there'll be no fire sale, but... For those clubs that we're talking about to survive, then they'll probably need all of their players to take wage deferrals or, or even not be paid for a period. And how many footballers are going to want to do that in reality for a prolonged period of time? Do you think this so, could have a, a knock-on, sorry, Phil, do you think this could have a knock-on effect long-term for transfer values as well? So, for example, we'll use one of our own. So uh, let's let's say Carlin Grant is, is probably the, the one people may or may not be interested in the summer. Say. Someone may or may not have come in for the summer and may have looked at sort of 20 million. Would that maybe now have a knock-on effect and people come in and, and value him differently? And maybe people, because there's less money to throw around, does that mean that the whole of a sudden the transfer values drop through the roof and, and clubs that survive on transfers now all of a sudden have to find different means because the transfers they thought they would have got will no longer be, uh, no longer be the case? But yeah, potentially. So, so like it, it's really... No one really knows, but potentially it, it can be a bad thing. But short term, if that happened, it would be a bad thing for a lot of clubs, including us. But medium, longer term, actually, it, it's a good thing because there does need to be an equalisation. You know, the amount of money, even at our level, that that you know, people get paid, and and also that you pay for transfers. It has look. It's gone. It's gone crazy over the last 15, 20 years, hasn't it? Let's let's be honest. I mean, and and, and to, on the one hand, as a as a as a football club owner, I don't really want that to happen because it could have a negative effect on us. Definitely, that worst case scenario. But on the other hand, as a supporter, actually, would it not be would it not be nice to actually have a situation whereby? You go back to a, a scenario going back 25 years where football was a more level playing field and it was more about ability and, and how good your manager was rather than how much you could spend on wages and transfer fees. It's, it's not. It, it's, so, so it's a double-edged sword. Phil, have you had any chats with any other chairman and owners or people in the oh, game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, all, almost daily. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone's feeling it. There's a, there's, there's a real... Um, Sort of, I wouldn't say across the board, but but certainly the Premier League, there's a real push to complete the season, and and with the EFL, there's a real push to complete the season as well. So, and whilst I think it's going to be difficult, it feels to me as though 
the season will finish even if it's at Christmas, which sounds bizarre, but, but you've got to think about the knock-on effects. You, you know, you, you've got... So, so for me, for us, Huddersfield Town, as a supporter, for lots of reasons that I'm not going to... You know, I'm, I'm smiling. For lots of reasons, I think we should just forget forget this season ever happened and just start again as a supporter. <laughs> I'm on that train for the same reasons. Yeah, um, yeah but, <laughs> but, but as, as, a, as a football club chairman... The season's got to finish, really, because it's the right thing to do. You can't take that away from clubs. And, and you know, you, you look at clubs that are in and around the playoff zone and then you look at clubs that are in and around the relegation zone. And, you know, if you were to, um, if, you, if you, particularly the ability to be promoted, it, it's not fair. Um, and then if, if you were to then, people have, some people I've seen on social media talking about work out your average points, etc. But it's a bit, you know, it, it's... Is that is that the right way to do it? Is that fair? No. You could then argue, you could then argue that by the time we get going again, that no one's no one's played a game for twelve weeks. They're not going to be match fit. They're going to be, you know, it's it's it's, so, it's just it's, it's the, a once in a lifetime event that no one ever thought was yeah, ever going to happen. It's the, con- so. it's the contract si- uh, situation which I found interesting because a lot of contracts will finish on the thirtieth of June, and and what about these players? Obviously, if their contracts they'll finished, be extended. Yeah, would that, yeah, is that easily it, done? It, it, uh, it, it's 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 not easily done, but as long as everyone's on board, I think you know the the PFA uh, and, and and players and so on. The reality is is that well, I I personally think, and this, like I say, I, this might not happen. This is this is just my thoughts and feelings. I personally think that the that there will be a, a, a natural extension of all contracts until the season concludes, because the reality is. What are they going to do if they if if they walk away on the thirtieth of June and there's no no transfer window till November? Not going to be able to sign for anybody. So so I I think that the contracts will be naturally extended. Um, I think that's the only way if there's an absolute um, insistence on on completing the, the the leagues. And I think if we were halfway through the season, it'd be a different. But you know we've got nine games left in the Championship. It's similar in the Premier League and the other divisions. It's you could have it done and dusted in thirty days. You know, in reality, couldn't you? Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and, and you, you, you're done. Um, but you're then going to get a lot of people saying that's not fair because you're going to have everyone's going to have players that aren't match fit. They've not played for three months. You're going to get injuries. You're not going to be up to speed, and, and it, it's it's literally flip a coin. Flip, it, 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 it genuinely that's that's where we currently are. It's it's flip a coin, but. Yeah, I mean, if you if you were to look at the absolute absolute worst case scenario, if players uh, were prepared to take deferrals, then you're going to see a huge number of clubs go out of business in, within two to three two to three months, some even quicker. A, a, a massive number. Uh, if the season finishes late, what if there's no transfer window? If there is a transfer window, what if it's just full of bigger clubs with more money just trying it on because they, they, they think you know that, 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 that you're desperate for the cash? Yeah, and 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 and, and it, it, it's so so many things, so many things that that could be the worst case scenario. By the same token, um, half of the population of this country might actually grow up a little bit and stay in, and we might get through it in thirty days. And, and start contemplating getting back to normal sooner rather than, you know, later. And, and then maybe the effect isn't as great. The longer this goes on for, the worse it's going to be at the end, is, is my opinion. 
you know, the, the, the longer the longer we're, we're, people are able to work, the longer we are able to play games. Um, you know, if it gets past weeks and into months, then I think the ultimate consequences are going to be much more far-reaching and, and, and devast- de- potentially devastating for, 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 for a lot of football clubs. But you, we just, you don't know. Trust me, I mean, half of my time while I'm doing infrastructure happen has been spent on eBay trying to find a DeLorean with, uh, with a flux capacitor that works. So I can go back in time and maybe change my phone number or something. Um, but 2018. Yeah. yeah. I'm very um, glad you took over, Phil. Eh? If, you knew, oh. if you could see what was coming, you've had a nice season, haven't you? Hindsight's oh, 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 a wonderful thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, if, if you had asked me to list all of the things that could go wrong, um, they've all happened and, and some more on top. So, but you, you just got to keep, you just, I, I just, you've just got to keep swinging. You've just got to keep punching. You've just got to keep your head down and just keep, you know, solving problems and be determined. And, and, and you've just, you've just got to hope that wherever we end up, and I'm talking about football, not just sort of field sound, wherever we end up, you've just got to hope that, People will still embrace it, and people will still, you know, want, want to be a part of it. And, and yeah, worst case scenario, the vast, vast majority of football clubs are level and below, and even some of the smaller prem clubs could could have to start all over again, almost to a degree, and and and, and re- rewrite the book. And you know, sometimes, some sometimes it's more exciting and more rewarding to go on a a new journey than it is to to pick up an old one. You know, it's. Dean always used to say that he's he's the custodian of, you know, our dreams. Whereas that's sort of flipped now because you're the custodian of a lot of staff and a lot of people's <laughs> livelihoods. So yeah. you know, you you've you've bought, you know, the, at the moment it's it's just one big ball of pressure that's more than three points on a Saturday. It's about keeping ticket office staff and staff staff and office other office staff, etc. In jobs, you know, yeah. people who work at the training ground, etc. Car park attendants, they yeah. all rely on this income in some way, shape, or form. At that end of the day, that's why we all go to work. You know, Absolutely. That's, not sure that's what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I've said it, I've said it a couple of times. I mean, I've got. I've got 515 staff in my business sort of re- relying on me to get these through. And then we've got, got a, a, I think, over 200 staff at the football club. And then you've got 20-odd thousand supporters as well. It's just like, what have I done? I don't do this. But you've just got to... You've just got to... Yeah, you've just got to trust that that you, 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 you're going to be able to find the solutions and get through it. And you, you, that's that's all you can do because the reality is that is if, if, if I curl up into a ball and don't sleep at night from worrying about it rather than try to get on and find solutions, then it will. It'll all go pear-shaped. So you've just got to keep – I've got to keep my head. And, and, and all I've got to do is make the – Decisions make decisions that are in the best interests of my business and are in the best interests of the Seal Town Football Club, and and, and that, you know that includes the people. You know, and and sometimes those are tough decisions. I mean, you know, the the accounts. We'll, we'll move on to this, so we may as well move on to it now because it's relevant. You know, the the accounts came out today, and and, and once again, I've just seen people reading. And obviously, either haven't read them or don't understand them. But you, you know, we're, we're not in an unfortunate position. 
that that's me on both is that phil because i've not read them and i don't understand them so <laughs> so <laughs> question wise is i'm not in a great place to ask them because I've, I've not had a chance to have a look through them but from the little things i've seen there are some i think there are a couple of questions floating around about a 31 million loan is is what i've seen online are you in a position to clarify anything that's come out and obviously kieran mcguire yeah. was tweeting about it wasn't he yeah so it, it look it, it's pretty straightforward so and and, and there's really four or five things that, that that sort of box it all off in a nutshell so so first of all the the acquisition of the 75 percent of the shares in the football club is separate so you don't buy the shares in the football club from the football club you buy them from whoever owns the shares so you know people are talking about this this loan's been used to buy the football club it, it's, it's a totally separate thing the, the football club accounts and and the acquisition of the shares in the football club are two separate transactions. So the acquisition of the shares and what I paid for them, it, that was a transaction between me through one of my businesses and Dean individually. So that money doesn't go in or out of the football club. Um, and when the accounts for my business are filed, which will be late next year, then people will see how much money's gone into that company and out of that company, and they'll be able to put two and two together and work out where it's gone. All right, sorry, I'm making, I'm making, I'm making very, very wide assumptions. But look, so, so, so look, let, let's deal, let's deal with the, the sort of the, the main points. So you can, you when you look at the accounts, you, you can see when, when you add up. So over the two seasons in the Premier League, our employee costs alone were 127 million quid. That's just employee costs. That doesn't include what we paid for players. It doesn't include. Um, I don't think it includes the bonuses that we paid at the end of the promotion season, which was significant. It doesn't include, um, uh, you know, work that we've done on the stadium. And that's all in the account. So when you go through them, you can see how much money we spent, which is when we did the first pod, when I said the money that we got in the Premier League, we, you know, you, you, you spend it and, and more, if I'm honest with you, to, to try and stay in there because you, you're competing. The, the important bits are... Um, the the repayment of of the loans to Dean. So I'm going to give page numbers because it just makes life easy. So it, it, page three of the accounts. So the important bit to know is that at the at the time, yeah, the football club owed Dean sixty one point four million pounds, and they were loans to the football club, which is a business, and like any director, you're entitled to take your loans out, providing that the Money is there, so so the club owed Dean sixty one point four million, and then on on that same page, next one down, it confirms that as at um, the date of the end of the accounts, which was when I bought the football club. So I bought the football club after these accounts. It was in July. So I I I, I actually we'd exchange contracts, but I actually took over ownership of majority shareholding after after this year end. It was in July. Okay, so that's quite important to note. So I didn't take out a thirty one million pound loan to buy the club. It's, it's, um, what you can see is that at, at that time the amount owed to Dean had come down to forty five million. So he'd already been repaid in that previous financial year sixteen point four million, and that's people have missed that. Okay. It then goes on on that page to confirm that, that I, I we then we then exchanged contracts. Just we exchanged contracts prior to year end for me to acquire a seventy five percent shareholding in the company, and that went to Pure Sports Consultancy Limited, which is an independent company that's owned and funded by me. And the transaction completed shortly after the year end. 
So that's why that, that, it's not a football club transaction. It's a person to person or, or company to person. So, so at, as at the 30th of June, Dean had already been repaid over 16 million of those loans. Yeah. That's what everyone's missed. So, so when you then go back to page 37, which confirms post-balance sheet events, and what it says there is that 15 million is repayable within five business days of the last day of the summer 2020 transfer window. Now, we've actually already repaid 11 million of that this season already, as well as Dean's already, or had already had just over 16 million price a year end. So actually, there's only 4 million of that 15 million due to be paid after this summer's transfer window, if there is one. And Dean, Dean will be flexible on that anyway. Dean, Dean will not, Dean will never do anything that puts this football club in jeopardy. So if we're in a position whereby there's a delayed summer transfer window, Dean won't call in that four million to the letter because the last thing that we want is for us to have to have a fire sale. So we don't want clubs thinking that because the club's repaying these loans, it means we've got to sell our players. That's not true. We don't. We don't need to enter into a fire sale and Dean will be flexible. It then goes on to confirm there's another 10 million repayable by the 31st of August. There's another 10 million repayable by the 31st of August, 21 and 22. Um, and then there's another 10 million that's got no fixed repayment date and repayment is subject to future events taking place. And you can imagine what they are. So, so, so in, in reality, the club owed Dean, 61.4 million, is had 26 of that already. And there's another 24, which would mean that Dean would have been repaid 50 million of the 61.4 that he, in essence, loaned to the club. And, and it's as simple as that. There's nothing, you, you know, the, 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 um, the, the loan, um, will, will have, will have been a forward funding of parachute payment. Because when, you, when you're in the, like I said, when you're in the Premier League, you, you do your best, but as a club, if you look at the the accounts and the money that's gone out the door, we we spent more than the two hundred million, and so you, you you eat into that first parachute payment already because you've got deferred transfer fees. So it, it's actually not as complicated as people make out. So the 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 transaction for me to buy the shares from Dean went through one of my businesses, and obviously when those accounts come out, which will be the end of next year because of the counting periods. People, if they want to be nosy, will be able to see how much, how many millions went in and how many millions went out. But that's loans and anything, anything that are in these accounts are loans that the football club have taken. Is money that the football club owes. It's got nothing to do with me. It's not. It's. it's I can't use football club money. It's. It's. A, it's a completely separate issue. And yeah, I mean, like I say, when you look at actually what we'd be spending in the Premier League. We, we, you, you, a club of our size with the revenue that we had coming in prior to that, you, 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 you spend that and, and, and probably a bit more to try and stay in there, which we did successfully at the first season. And let's not talk about the second one. And th those are, those are the main. Go on, Cosy. So what you're saying, Phil, then is, uh, Obama Young leads Arsenal, but in a good position to pounce. That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. You just don't know, do you? We could be one of those clubs <laughs> this all the way through that, that, that are making you know a million pound offers for Ronaldo and uh, and getting away with it. Who knows? Who knows? But look, the, the, the most important thing is, you know, in, in all of this is, you know, there's there's a there's a much bigger picture, and and, and it, we've we've got to all get through this together. And I just it just needs put into bed now. 
there's nothing there's nothing behind the door there's nothing untoward it's all there in the accounts the acquisition of the shares is a separate transaction it's that's what it's not in the accounts you know a loan hasn't been taken out to buy the football club or any of the the other um stuff that's that's sort of bouncing around and and it, it's that's how it works. When, when when anyone buys a football club, they buy the shares off whoever has the shares. And it's never the football club that has the shares unless it's a fan-owned club. So it's never in the accounts. You, you, you tend, you, 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 people, it's, it's private. It's like anything. I, I've, I've signed off two deals for my company in the last four weeks, significant deals, but I don't want to make them public because it's none of anyone's business. They're really good deals for the company when we start trading again, when this is all over. They're fantastic. But, you know, some people like to talk about it and some people don't. And it's as simple as that. But it's it's a normal transaction. Um, but, yeah, when you're in the Premier League, I'm not I'm not going to go through – I won't go through the figures. But if, if people read the two sets of accounts for the two seasons in the Premier League that are out there now, you know, you only have to look at the employee costs alone were 127 million quid. You've got a pretty good idea. I mean, what did we what did we spend on players? It was somewhere between eighty and ninety million in those two seasons. Yeah, yeah I think we, it was it was over forty in both seasons, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. So you add that, let's let's call it ninety. You add that to one hundred and twenty-seven. That's two hundred and seventeen before you've kicked off on all your other investments and expenses. Ten million into Canal Side, money into the stadium. If you then add in what's coming in transfers. You're still over the 200 million. You, you can you can wrap it up however you want, but it is what it is. So what you do, what you do tend to find is that is that uh, you know club, clubs like us and the Norwiches and West Broms of this world, they spend the money and they eat into that first parachute payment as well. Sometimes they've eaten into it in its entirety, and then what they do is there are companies out there that will there are there are banks and funding companies that will fund for any football club. They'll forward fund parachute payments. They'll forward fund transfer fees. Some of them, they're on balance sheet and some of them are off balance sheet. Because, and most clubs will use a company that's off balance sheet because it avoids these kinds of questions. It's, mm. No one knows about it. You get to, it, it. As long as you pay that loan back, like any business loan, if you pay a loan back in the same accounting period that you took it out, it doesn't show up in your accounts. So what would it mean, uh, sorry, Matt, what, in staying in the championship and League One, and obviously their job, you know, financial Premier League championship is a big one, but how crucial is it as to uh, stay up with that dotted line once we get back on the pitch? Financially, is it, is it real? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, it, it's, it's massive. Um, not, not so much... Um, from the point of view of, of, of prize money, it's significant, but when you're in parachute, you don't get the EFL prize money anyway. You get a small proportion of it. So you, you don't get your parachute payments and the EFL money. Um, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be effective for, uh, until the season after the next, but it's significant. It's millions, um, and the reality is that the FFP in League One and League Two is very very different. So your wage bill can only be a certain percentage of your turnover, but you're talking much smaller numbers. So you then you then really are restricted on on what you can pay players, and it doesn't matter whether you've got the money or not. If you haven't got the revenue, you can't spend it. And it's like I've been saying all along. We, we we aren't in the fortunate position to have a stadium as an asset. We don't own it, um, you know, and, and other things that other clubs have that they can add onto the revenue, um, and that's one of the reasons why we're going to be pulling the catering in house for next season whenever it starts. So the catering is going to come in house because with it with it being through the stadium company and farmed out, we can't include the revenue 
or, or much of the revenue from food and beverages um, on our turnover, which from an FFP perspective, it, it hinders us a little bit. It doesn't sound like a lot, but, um, and don't get me wrong, at this moment in time, with what I see on the concourses, I don't think it'd make a big difference, but hopefully, um, hopefully next season when we pull it in-house, the, the products will be of better quality because ideally what, what you want to do is you, you want to get people to the stadium earlier so that they're spending a bit of money on, on beer with us and, and food. And so, so we're going to pull that in-house to try and improve the quality, to try and get people in and around the stadium and, 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 uh, and, and, and spending with us um, a, a little bit more. But yeah, it's, it's, it's critical that we're, that we're a championship club and, you know, we, we still, you know, the, 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 the ambition the ambition for the club is there, but you, you, you just have to accept and, and it's not a money thing. When, when we got promoted, we got promoted because we had a manager who had a system that was better than the players that we had, which is what's happening at Leeds. Yeah. Now, Bielsa's way of playing is better. If you look at that Leeds game, if you put those two squads together, I, I would not say my personal opinion that Leeds have got better players than us barring one or two. I believe that we've got better players in most positions. Um, but on the day, the way that they played, they were just they just outplayed us. Just it was the and it was the way that they played. It wasn't it wasn't better players for me, uh, you know, honestly, and this is no criticism of of of, 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 uh, of our manager or anything at all, quite the opposite. Um they just had a better system. It's like he sat there with a control pad, isn't he? Just kind of controlling them like this, isn't it? They are they are amazingly yeah. drilled. Um I, I, I agree yeah. fully with you. I don't think they're you look at their side and they've kind of been building for the last four years or so. So they've got a lot of players who've been playing together for quite a while. So they're experienced with each other and they've just been taught a, a way of playing similar to we did under David Wagner and everybody knows where they're supposed to be at a certain point and it, and it works and fair play to them very much. So um, I was, I was going to ask you a question about what kind of chairman you see yourself being sort of down the line when there's no parachute payments. Do you see yourself as, as a kind of a Dean Hoyle type who drops it, who has to drop in, uh, yeah. direct to loans over over the course of you know sort of five six whatever I'm not going to produce a figure out but yeah. I think I think Dean dropped in around five six million a season or so just to keep keep things going yeah that, that, that's, that what? that's 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 the plan that was the plan day one it's it, it's been temporarily short term um, given a bit of a kick because obviously I've had to move all of my spare phones back into my business now to make sure that that keeps going while this is all going on you know and, and uh, 20, you sometimes. Yeah, you sometimes have to move it around, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, when I when I when I when the opportunity came along to, to buy the football club, uh, and I said at the time it probably came twelve months too early for me. So, so I think when Dean did it, Dean Dean was going through the sale of his business, and and, and it was it was kind of happening. Um, whereas I'm 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 sort of going through my my business. This is my second business. I sold one, one previously, but I'm going through. A, a period now, and, I, and I've now got to the point with it whereby I think our, our profit this year was more than double last year, and the projection for this next financial our, our financial year is thirty first of March. So I know what the figures are for this year. So we've more than doubled our net profit this year compared to last year, and we were projecting that it would quadruple next year because our our cases have a, they take a long time to sell, but when they do, they generate a lot of revenue. Now this has probably set that back. I don't know how long it's set it back by, but at the minute, all the courts are closed, all the insurance companies have gone home, all the people that that, that we have our cases against aren't working. So it's going to delay that. But uh, I, I, we were, we've been, 
I'd been approached by a, a private equity house with a view to acquiring a stake in the business, and that was at a point of it was it was at the point of of, of an offer, um, and then that's been put on pause now. So, you know, I, I bought the football club on the basis that I was expecting that within three years that I would have either sold my business or floated it, one or the other, um, and, and that I would be probably at best a non-exec chairman going in once a month for a board meeting and I wanted something that I could keep, that could keep me motivated and keep me busy and that excited me. And that's the whole point of the football club. It was, it was something to do because I was planning on retiring within three years and everything everything was on track for that. And it, it's still on track. This is going to delay it, but it's not going to delay it by years, hopefully. I can touch lots of wood and pray. Um, and, and yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd worked out... It's in 20 rounds if you get loads of wood. <laughs> I'd, uh, you know, I'd obviously, I, I'd, I'd worked out, I own 97.5% of my business. And I have I have got other companies that I own that, that aren't part of Pure Business Group that people... It, you know, don't, don't, don't look hard enough for. I've got an insurance company. I've got a funding company that I own 50% of that generate or will generate significant revenues. And, and, and the reality is that the way that I structured it was that I didn't actually need to take any money out of Pure Business Group to put into the football club. The other businesses that I've got, the insurance company, the funding company, and, and, and I've got a report writing company in London and stuff, they're, that's my football club money, and they they generate quite a bit of profit, and they certainly were doing until this happened. So, yeah, my um, the, the way that I've structured it was that you know my intention was that I'd be I'd be putting a similar amount of money in as Dean had done, or, 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 you know, over a similar period of time, um, and, and I still I still believe that that will be the case. Um, We've just got to get through this, and, and you know I've got to get. I've got to make sure that I've still got our business in in yeah. three six months, and we've yeah. still got a football club, and that's mm. the most pressing thing. And then it's how quickly you can get things back to normal. It's how quickly, like I say, you you, you look at how this has decimated all the world stock markets. I mean, literally every financer and funder and bank out there has basically said, "Yeah, we've got loads of money, but we're just going to sit on it for a while and see how this plays out." So no one's. No one's putting any capital out there, and that affects every single business around the world. It affects massive businesses and small businesses. Um, and, and, and until we know how this is going to play out and how long it's going to be, it's it's very uncertain times. But I'm, I'm you know, you've, you've 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 just got to get through it. But we we're not in a a, 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 a difficult position at this moment in time. But the longer it goes on. Every football club will be in a more difficult financial position. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Premier League or not. They will. It's as simple as that. It's horses for courses. Just because clubs in the Premier League are getting maybe under 150 million quid, you know, their wage bills are going to be higher in line. You know, you've got some Premier League clubs that have got wage bills that are bigger than the money that we got in the Premier League and so on. So it's horses for courses. And... Football club owners will, in the main, barring one or two, will be looking at it and they'll be looking to protect their businesses and their families and their cash before they start throwing it into a football club at this moment in time right now. They've got to protect their assets and, and yeah, and that, you've, you've seen Leeds and Birmingham have already taken fairly um, strong, but I think necessary action and I think you'll see every other football club follow suit in the next week, probably. Would you? I'm going to say one thing. This is just a very quick one. I think you pretty much answered it anyway. Was one thing Dean Hoyle always said was he'd never share Huddersfield Town. 
Would you would you ever be open to that? Say Neil wins three hundred million on Euro Millions. Hopefully, Neil, fingers crossed. And uh, Neil, remember your friends are Neil. Yeah, any fancies buying in? Would you would you ever be open to another investor as well, or is it just, or would you prefer to have full control? Then obviously you're you're only answerable to yourself in many ways. Uh, for, so so for me, if 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 there's a point whereby I don't believe that the amount of money that I can put into the club or what I'm doing with it is in the best interest of the football club, i.e. I'm not doing I'm not doing a good enough job or let's say something happens. So so then then yeah. But at this moment in time, I'm confident that I can um subject to what's going on at the moment, obviously, a big caveat before everyone holds yeah. me to it, but uh, subject to everything getting back to normal, I'm totally confident that I can put in the same level of money that Dean was putting in and that may, will make us a competitive club because I do believe that this is going to change the football landscape um, you know moving forward I do think that um, certainly at championship level I think it's inevitable that players wages will come down and transfer fees you know might even come down and, and so on if it goes on for long enough um, but yeah if it, if it got to a point whereby I couldn't finance it to the level that it required for it to be competitive um, or, or that was reasonable because there's, there's competitive and there's reasonable. Do, do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's, there's only so much money that you can put into something before it becomes um, a burden. And, and it, 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 to explain that, so I, I, I don't want to be putting my money into a football club to pay the bills. I want to be putting money in to take it forward, so oh, to buy yeah. players, to buy younger players, to improve the facilities. Do, do you understand what I mean? And, yeah. Isaac and Benzerfield. Don't we don't want any more of them, mate? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If anyone wants to spend some money, just be thinking of them two names, Isaac and Benzer, man. Nightmare. Can we talk about, <laughs> talk about football? Forget all this finance stuff. Let you work yeah. out. But, right, so me and Neil were in a box after Shipper Wednesday, Danny Callis first game. I'll never forget the whistle went. That weapon monk were loving it. Strip match was I thought we were doomed, mate. I thought we were doomed. I know Danny Carly were taking over, but and there were a lot to do. And but what my expectations were, if he keeps us up, we've done brilliant. And, they, and in my opinion, we're having it. You know, it's done fantastic. And but they still had the work to do. I just want to know, kind of that first month, if they went, you know, with a bit of a nightmare start to say the least. And then Danny's first game was a struggle. Wednesday Peters. How did you feel in your? Why did you? Were you optimistic we could still step up, or did you think, "Wow, if we don't have a good window, or I get the right man in here, we're in big trouble"? Um, no, I was always optimistic because you know when you look at the squad of players that that we had, even you know with with maybe two or three that not everyone's falling in love with, but but when you look at the players, and 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 I don't just mean the senior players, when you look at the quality of some of our younger players. Um, I, I never ever said to myself we're too good to go down because that's a very dangerous phrase and, 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 and I never thought we're too good to go down. But when you looked at the players that we had um, and, and, and then you take into account that the, these these players just just haven't won a football match for so long and that's, that's, that's going to affect you as a team and as individuals and you're going to underperform. And, you know, Again, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I, and I think probably 
you know, if we, you know, you look back on things, and, and probably if Dean looked back on things, and, and then probably the the appointment, you know, was was maybe well, definitely definitely wasn't the right one at the time for where we were as a club, and it, it needed something else. But you know, I, 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 you I right. spent. I thought you were right to keep all the young. I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you should have made a break in the summer," but I hundred percent back to you with kind of giving him the season to start with. And like you say, I'd try some of the one thing, but I, I, I thought that was fair enough to be honest with you. But obviously, August came and went, and off he went. You never want to be left yeah, wondering, it, though, do you? Yeah, that's the thing. It, no, it, look, it, 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 it was my first sort of big learning curve, and 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 what I mean by that is that. Uh, and people always say this, but until you're actually in the situation, don't take pre-season friendly results as any indication of what's going to happen. Because you know, I was at every single game in pre-season and over in Austria, and we played really well. <laughs> we didn't play badly at all. We played really, really well. And, and I would probably say, actually, uh, some people would say, "Well, that's because Aaron Moy was still here." But I would actually say that the conversations that I was having in pre-season were actually that, that Aaron was not playing anywhere near as well as he as he as he had been doing for us previously in those preseason games. Um and 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 you know he, he wasn't at the level that we'd come to expect. And I don't think that was a factor. Um we did play really well and and you, you know we, we we more than held our own against everybody that we played and, and looked looked like a good team and then literally and I, I think I, I think it was um I can't remember who I had the conversation with, but a competitive match in front of a crowd when there's three points at stake is night and day compared to a friendly where there's no pressure. And as soon as they came out for that first game, um, Derby, wasn't it, at home, the first game mm. of the season, it just, you could just see, you know, players that you'd class as strong characters and leaders just... It just got to them, and we were just we just weren't good enough. And and you know, Jan Jan just I tried to give him some time to to sort of turn it round because we, we had the ability and the quality, but I just I just don't think the players were bought in. It just did you know they, well, they weren't the players just weren't bought into it. They just I just don't think. Um, Do you think he tried to overcomplicate things a bit, Jan? Um, look, uh, Jan's, uh, Jan's a really great guy, and he will go on to be a good coach. And I just think that maybe it was it was uh, it was right job, wrong time, perhaps a little bit of that. But um, yeah, the, uh, I, I, I think he was. I felt that he tried to get too much information into the players, too many instructions, and and footballers like it to be kept simple. And they'll tell you that. You know, footballers will tell you they, they like it to be kept simple. You know, two things, three things, one thing. Keep it simple. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was trying to be too technical or, 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 or too, too, too coaching, but it, it just look, bottom line, it wasn't working. We could all see that, you know, from, from on the pitch. They, they, they didn't look like a team. They didn't look like they were playing for each other. They didn't really look like they had a structure and a way of playing. And, you know, we all know what good looks like. We all we all know now what good looks like, and and, and you know Dean, Dean said to me on more than one occasion, you know we know what good looks like, and I say yeah, and it took us forty five years to find it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, so uh, finding good doesn't always fall into your lap, and and, and so um, but yeah, look, I I spent 
I spent probably about eight hours with Danny and Nikki, just me and them, um, for, for, first first time we met, and then and then I over at the training ground, and they 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 they, they are they're just relentless. They're just relentless. They're so hard working. I was going to say, how, um, how pleased are you with them, and how how what have they changed? Sort of bits, sort of things that the supporters maybe don't don't see. You know, you can see everything on the field, but what off the field have they changed? Really, and and how have they sort of turned it around? Um, it, 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 I I sort of I, I genuinely don't try not to interfere at all or, or be involved in the football side of things. So I I don't spend a great deal of time down at the training ground because I I, I just think it's counterproductive. Um, I I I like to know on a Friday night. I like to know who who's playing. But the most important thing to me is I want to know what the game plan is because I like to watch a football match knowing how we're supposed to be playing and seeing whether or not it gets executed and whether it plays out. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard to it's hard to explain, but it, it's just, you know, it's the way they coach, it's the way they are with the players, it's the way they are with the staff. Like I say, they, they just... Um, they, 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 they sort of... I think they, they gave... They gave everybody um, confidence again, and and you know when I was talking about leads and, and and having a way of playing, we 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 I don't think we've quite seen that this season. But that's that's because you know we've we've had we've taken over partway through a season. All right, it's early doors, but transfer window's gone. And, and then there's, we've had injuries and, and that we weren't expecting and so on. And, and the reality is, is they've just they found a way to win. They've just found a way. They found a way to win. It doesn't work every every time, but you know they they, they found a way of playing in, in each individual game to get us to a point whereby we, we had one point out of eight games, and and we're now seventeenth, eighteenth, and. You know we've got we've got home games coming up against Wigan and Luton. Uh, I know Wigan were on a really good run, but we've we've got games coming up against teams that are below us that, that that can put us in a really strong position. So yeah, they've just got a really strong work ethic. They're, they're very uh, they they know what they want and they know how to to get it out of the players. You know, is it, it, that that's pretty evident. Um, and and the players want to play for him, and that's half the battle. The players want to play for him. Can, well, I, can I just want to say, I just want two minutes. I'm just very, very conscious of what's going on in the country at the minute. And we're, we're, it's four minutes till eight o'clock. And at eight o'clock, loads of people are going out onto the streets to do the uh, <coughs> applause for the NHS. And yeah. personally, personally speaking, I'd love to go and do that. Yeah. Um, so are we all right if we just pause for 10 minutes, come back on at, say, five past eight and crack on a little bit, but just go and do that and then crack on? I just think it's important that. Yeah, we all show support for them because they're yeah, Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it all live. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Go do that if that's okay. Cheers, brother. Well, I don't. I've just got a question. I know Kermit for asking this. It's Lee Brombus, one of my best friends. But why do we... Two questions. A, why do we always lose our directors of football? I suppose that maybe you can't come in the classrooms. And, and B, why do we get late? Uh, so A, we don't always lose them. 
Um, <laughs> I love the pause. Back in the box. No, no, but we, 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 we don't. We, we, in reality, we've only actually lost two. In, in, in reality, you know, in, in reality, um, and, and there's, there's been reasons for, for, for why others haven't maybe, you know, been, been around for that long. But um, Lee applied for the job uh, originally in the summer and, he, and, and interviewed really, really well. Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And, uh, but, but, we just, I, I, I think I, I felt, and, and Julian did at the time, that it, it needed someone external with a fresh pair of eyes. Um, and, uh, and so that's what we went for. But, how does that know, interview process work, Phil? Kind of what, what sort of questions are you asking? Kind of the it's, it, it's very, very structured. So, so in, in essence, um, everyone who you interview gets asked the same questions, and we, you know we have a we have like a score sheet against certain things. And you, you with, with a head of football, you split it out into head of football operations and director of football are two different roles. So, head of football operations is operationally manages everything operationally on the football side of things. Uh, including the recruitment and so on, but manages the teams and the departments and and and, and so on, and, and gets involved in it. Whereas a director of football, that that, that role is you, you you know you hire and fire the manager, and and it's it's it's, it's two quite different roles. Um, and and Lee Lee's just I can't you know since since um, since he's been sort of doing it, because obviously David leaves at the end of the season, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a transition uh, piece. So at least to all, to all intents and purposes, he's, he's doing the job because he's, he's got to it's sort of hit the ground running. He's been unbelievable. Uh, Lee, Lee is uh, very, very, he's, he's, a, he's a strong character. He's very, very, very knowledgeable about football, um, very knowledgeable about, about football. Uh, very good at managing people. Very good with people, and and, and you know, and you you look at the work with, that he's done with the academy over the last few few seasons, and where that is now, and the the players, the, the, you know, we've got we. Have, I, I predict that we will have more players from our current academy structure that play for the first team and play properly, like Lewis O'Brien play, um, over the next three or four years than we've ever had. Just because they are that good. Um, Any names that you uh, want to drop in, or do you not want to add the pressure? Uh, look, I, I, I can give I, I can give you twelve names now 
if I wanted to, of players that I believe we've got in our academy that, that will be, you know, £5 million plus players over the next three or four years, five years. Genuinely, we've got some unbelievable talent. Um, we really have. And, you know, I've, I've, I've watched them and, you know, you, you, you also look at, you look at players that are, have been in the first team. You've, you know, you've got Ryan Schofield coming through. You've got, you know, D'Amico. You've got Jamie. Romani has agreed to do well at Sunday, I think, isn't it? Yeah, he's a, he's, 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 he's a, Romani's a player. You've got Matty Daly, who hasn't really featured this season. And, 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 you know, you, I, I, can, I can keep reeling them off. Um, and you, you'll, you'll have probably seen over the last week or so, we've been, the club's been doing features on some of our younger players and they're, you know, Jaheen, um, Rahama Diara, Mika Obiero is an unbelievable striker, unbelievable talented player. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't want to do anyone any disservice because we haven't got any bad players, but we, we've got some unbelievable quality coming through. And you know, Lee's, Lee's been responsible with Amir and the rest of the team for that and the structure that he's put in place there. And I, 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 there's, there's, there's nothing that I've seen. Um, that makes me believe that we've not made the right decision. I just he's he's, he's doing a phenomenal job, um, oh, and again, relentless, you know, relentless, um, relentless hard worker, uh, and, and yeah, he, he, he's 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 just very 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 good. I've got a lot of respect for him, um, and and. You know, th- th- this role is is allowing him to use uh, a lot more of his his, his skill set as well. So it, I'm, it, I'm it, pleased. There's part, part of that concern you that you're taking somebody out of a role that's been massively successful into a different role, where I've no doubt he'll be successful, but replacing him in that role. And well, we have we've replaced him. So uh, uh, um, is, that, is that a bit of a? Does it slightly concern you at all that they won't be as good as him or? No, no, not at all. Um, uh, 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 Amir's fantastic. I mean, we are we are fortunate that we've got good people at the club, and we've got we've got people in every department that can step up. And, and um, you know, we've we've we have you know we've we've lost some people. And we, we've had, we've had um, you know we've had one of our media lads was poached and by Spurs in the summer. We've had one of our uh, one of our scouts has just been nicked by Man City. Um, and, and 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 so we've had we've had that happen quite a lot, and that's a good that's a good thing and a bad thing. It shows that we're developing people and we've got good quality people. Um, it's, it's, it's a bad thing when you lose them, but the, the structure that's in place there, we've got people coming through. We've got good people coming through that can step into those shoes, and you, you have to have that in, in any business, but particularly football, because people have got to see that there's a path for them that, that they can grow and develop. People don't want to stand still, particularly in football. People don't want to stand still for very long at all. Um, and and so you you have to provide those pathways, otherwise they go somewhere else. Well, I know, I know when Lee were appointed, there were quite a lot of people sort of decrying it that uh, e- usual easy, cheap option, etc. <laughs> I, 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 I wish it was. I wish I didn't have to give them pressurised. But surely that 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 should be the the aim in any business to get somebody from that level to work their way up that level and keep the people within the business who are good people. That's just, it's just common sense. It shouldn't all be about going and coaching yeah. from elsewhere and spending from elsewhere. It's about going I and mean, if, 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 if you ask most supporters of football clubs, um, 
I, I could be wrong here, but this is how I feel anyway. Um, would you would you rather have eleven players on the pitch that all were all homegrown or came through your academy and were part of the fabric of the club, or, or or not? And and I'm not saying that that's ever going to happen or that's the aim. Don't get me wrong, but you know, look at Lewis and 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 and, and, and where he is and 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 how 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 the supporters have sort of. You know, there's no better feeling than having a a, a, a player, but a, a good player who's yeah. who's who's got ability that you've brought through, and that's 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 kind of yours, and and that's got that's got nothing to do with money. It's it's just it almost it feels a little bit different. I can't explain it's it. One of your just, own, isn't it? It's one of your. I think, yeah. I think that's shone through massively um, when we did the AMC awareness game when we played Leeds. Obviously, the team news came out there, and we all had half an idea of what we were going to be going on. And you've got seven kids sat on the bench, and that were met. Bear in mind, you played your local rivals, were going for promotion, you're strapping at bottom of the league, yeah. and it was met with pretty much universal agreement and joy and happiness that X, Y, and Z had been banished. And these kids, and I, I'd have much rather seen those kids, like here, came on for 15, 20 minutes, 17 year old kid. Did a great, you know, put a great shift in. Had a, had a good little spell, and I'd much rather say that any day at week than some mercenary was worth so so many millions. For me, it's a it's a no brainer. We all want to see as many homegrown players as possible because we're ours. We did yeah, more of a game that day, Neil. We we stretched him than we did the other week, didn't we? And that's yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Phil, can we keep Emil Smith Rowe? Is it a bit of a pipe dream? Man? I'd love to see him another season, but <laughs> is it a reality. Um, uh, look, you can you can see how good a player uh, Emil is. Um, He's all right. Can we just? We've um, <laughs> you know we're, we're, look, look, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of work. So we've 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 actually developed uh, you know a good relationship with Arsenal, and uh, I, I I have already put a text message into their uh, their head of recruitment and just said um, if if Emil is is available for loan next season, we want him. No questions asked. Um, I've got to be honest. I think he'll be in their first team next season. He, I mean, he's played six or seven games through him this season, and I'd be surprised if he wasn't in their in their first team squad next season. But you know, if, if he isn't and he's available for loan, then I've I've I've, I've asked first dibs, um, and, and 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 we've got him there early. And I, and I gen- genuinely, it was it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but I did actually send him a message about two two three weeks ago, just saying, look, it, it's. Uh, if if he's going to be available for a season long loan next season, then uh, we, we can shake on it now type, type thing. Um, how much how much did we need that January business Phil from a regarding point of you know ins and outs and that as well? Because for me, I, I thought we'd, we'd had a little lift, but then we were kind of having a little dip, and it needed this, especially as the outs that you know. Yeah, the lanes, but... I, I mean, look, I'm I'm talking about young players, but the reality of the situation is that. Um, and 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 you, you know I'm 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 with Danny and Nicky on this. I'm I'm with, with Danny on it. Um, the position that we were and still are in the league is not a position you want to be in. Where you know it's not the time to blood young players. It's not the time to give them their head and feet. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you can't Re- relegation scraps are not a good place to give most young players a grounding. Um, and, and so we needed to add some quality. 
um, we needed to add some some more strength and some more experience because that's what you need when when you're in the position that we've been in all season and and you know it, it's we've got you we've got a lot of young players that've got a lot of quality but what they need to be able to do is they need to be able to um, learn and develop in an environment where there isn't that kind of pressure hanging over them because it does affect people and it affects footballers that, that the pressure affects the performance and so we needed to bring in some more experience we needed to, to have, we, we, we all knew we needed to have some quality up to the top of the pitch you, you know we, we and, and, and I, I I think that that Emil is one of one of if not our best loan signings that I've seen in the last sort of few seasons. Certainly, certainly on a par with uh, with with with, with uh, Aaron Moy when he came on loan. I'd, 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 the way he's played, I don't know whether that's um, because of where we are, but I just think he's been phenomenal. You can see the quality. Uh, Chris Willocks brought something, you know, a little bit different, and you can see there's a real player in there, and that's starting to come out. Um, is there a chance of a permanent with Chris Willock, or is that down to um, what goes on? And I, yeah, so 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 there's a chance, but it it, it depends how sensible Benfica wants to be. It's it's like anything. Um, so potentially, but you, you just don't know what, how it's going to play out. We don't know how it's going to play out, how anything's going to play out at the moment. So, but you know, we, we've we've been our, our scouts and our recruitment team. We've been what we've been watching a lot of games, and we, we've um, you know we've, we've very much gone gone back to the the hunting ground. Um, for, you know. We, Germany and, and places like that, and you, you know a lot of Bundesliga two games and things like that as well. And looking looking at the, the, the types of players that that were, were successful with the first time around, you know your Heffelers, your Lovers, your Schindlers, and so on. That's where they all came from. That's where we found them. So we've been we're doing a lot of work on scouting. We're developing some really strong relationships with sort of Premier League clubs, top six Premier League clubs. We've got a really good relationship with Man City. We've got a good relationships with Liverpool, Everton. Arsenal, Chelsea, um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to be, to be strong and, and, and a bit more prepared. Um, the summer window was tough last season because it was shorter than normal. We kind of lost nearly four weeks and it was all a little bit rushed and it was a little, it was, it was, it was a really difficult window. Um, and be, because we're coming down from the Premier League, you, you've got to, You've got to get your wage bill right, and it was it wasn't at the start of the summer window. It was miles away from where it needed to be, and you you've got to you've got to do what's right for the football club. And you've got to, when you're in that position, you've got to, you've got to get your outs sorted before you get your ins, because you can end up in a position whereby you're out to ransom on your outs then, because people know you've got to shift them because you've signed a lot of players, um, and and because the window was shorter, we just didn't have enough time to get the ins sorted because the outs took longer than they should have um, and it's, it's it's a bit of a juggler it's a, it's a juggling it's a juggling act and, and it never it, it never goes according to plan deals never go according to plan and you know even in January we had a couple that were over the line and then within 12 hours there were there's some, some someone someone came in from from this from, from left field and just said no you're not going there or they pulled the plug and and so it's tough, but you know, Jonas has come in, and and um, one of the, one of the things that that we, we we needed to improve was our distribution from the back, um, and and I think as a goalkeeper, 
Jonas's kicking ability is probably the best that I've seen in a long time from any goalkeeper that we've had. You know, his kicking, his distribution of the ball is really accurate. Look at Mbenza's goal. Look at Mbenza's goal against Man United last season. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you, you know, he brings that to it. Um, and, and then, you know, Stearman uh, coming in at the back was... You know, Chris needed some 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 some. I, I personally thought that John Stankovic was really unlucky. I didn't really think he'd put a foot wrong. Um, but but yes, just the, the the need to add some more experience and so on. And I, I thought we had a I thought we had a good window in January. I thought we had a good window. We 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 you know we we, we were over budget at the start of the season. We were over budget going into January. We were still over budget coming out of January. We're still over budget now, and that's that's football. Um, We've we've never we've never been within the budget that we set from from from, from minute one to minute now, and uh, that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, it, it's I can't even really what 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 we're doing is we're 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 doing things as normally as we can from the point of view of planning for summer recruitment. But we don't know where we're going to be financially. We don't know where we're going to be with regards to a window. We don't even know whether we're going to finish the season. So. You've you've just got to carry on as normal until something changes, and and that's that's what we've been doing. It's, we, we can't now. There's, there's no games to watch, so it's it's um, you know. Um, on on that, so what what are um, Danny and Nicky doing at this moment in time? What's what's kind of their daily routine? Um, how they're kind of occupying their time first? Uh, they, uh, they will they will be at home watching football matches, watching players, watching football matches, watching players, watching football matches, and watching players. <laughs> probably uh, sixteen hours a day because that's what they do normally. Um, and they'll be planning, and they'll be they'll be watching. You know, they'll be they'll be watching games um, that that our upcoming opponents have played. You know, they, 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 we, we I think we usually watch. I think we usually analyse the last six games, something like that, of every opponent coming up, and they'll they'll still be doing that, even though we might not be playing a game for ten, twelve weeks. So, so, um, you know, they 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 just absorb themselves in football, and I think they'll continue to just 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 do that, and and, and until such a time as as they can start planning training sessions again and so on. That's what they'll be doing. They'll, they'll be they'll be watching football, watching players, thinking about recruitment, summer transfer windows, and. And, and yeah, we, we've we've got to we've, we've got to try and be as normal as you can in a in in, in a an unprecedented situation, really. Phil, have you been hurt by some of the uh, the comments and stuff? I know obviously they must have a thick skin to take a job, but I always felt that whoever followed Dean Oliver, like, like following Alex Ferguson, he was always going to be a difficult one to match up. But I, I just find the kind of out and about see people are scared. I don't know what it is, Philly. Really. It's frustrating me because I don't think people like reality and I, mean, I don't know what they were expecting this season, but I always feel, I don't know, I don't know how you feel, but it, it's frustrating really sometimes. I'm always arguing back. I don't think people thought we were going to blow like 70, 80 million and, and maybe because you were very honest in the cinema the first time and I don't know what it is. I just, just, just feel some people are against it. I don't like that, but I don't know how you feel. I think, um, look, I... I I think initially, yeah, it was. I mean, it, 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 in the first in the first few months, it was really bad to the point whereby my family didn't come to games, um, and you know, I was getting all kinds of threats by email and, and, and stuff like that, and, and uh, social media wasn't a pleasant place to be. And, and yeah, it, I, it, it, I, I didn't I didn't take it well because I wasn't expecting it. I was like, I, I don't understand what I've done wrong, um, but 
yeah, the, the, the reality is that, you know, where, where I am now with it and where I've been for the last few months is that um, I, I'm not here to to do anything other than what's in the best interest of Huddersfield Town Football Club. And not everyone's going to like what I do. Like not everyone, not everyone likes what any chairman does. And, and, and you know, Dean, Dean was our most successful chairman and was a brilliant chairman. But I'm pretty sure that there was more than one occasion where people didn't agree with something that he did, and that just comes with the job. And I think what you have to do is make sure decisions to try and please people because that that's the wrong reason to do it. So I, I know that every decision that I've made. Is being in the best interest of the Huddersfield Town Football Club, whether people like like it or, or like those decisions. Um, there's nothing I can do about that, so I've stopped worrying about it. Um, it it's human nature; not everyone likes everyone, do they? And, and, and I suppose it's it's um, it's magnified because it, 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 you know I'm in a very very public sort of role and place and and, and very out there, so it, it's probably very very magnified. But I just think that. Um, as long as I can sort of go to bed every night knowing that whatever I've done has been the best for the football club, then what people think of me, um, I, you know, I, 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 I'm a... When people, we're a very judgmental society, very judgmental society. And and we and, and I've been guilty of it, you know, in in the past. Is and you judge people without knowing anything about them in in a lot of cases, and uh, and that's that's just where we are, and that's always going to be the case. And do you know what? If people don't like me, they're entitled to their opinion. If people don't like what I do, they're entitled to their opinion. And it, it, it is what it is. As long as I I know that what everything that I do is in the best interest of the football club, then. I can sleep at night, and and yeah, it, it's it's not something that that gives me any problems anymore. I don't worry about it. I don't let it get to me. Um, How season card sales doing, Phil? Do you know? They, they were they were doing really well up until obviously this kicked in two or three weeks ago. Um, we were we were a little bit behind last season, but not not to a point whereby. We were kind of uh, concerned, so so they were going. They were going well. Um, they, they they weren't they weren't terrible. I think the first two weeks we were ahead on a like for like compared to last season. I mean, I think we probably had a little. We had there was a little dip where there was some catching up going on. Um, but yeah, we, we we weren't in a bad place, and we were we were very much a, we were aiming the, the the target and the aim for commercial was um, to try and to try and hit that eighteen thousand again. Uh, that that was the aim and. We were we were tracking reasonably well towards it at the time, but you know now now everyone's everyone's in very uncertain times, so no one's buying season tickets at the minute, again, and I don't expect them to be. They, you know, they need to put food on the table and 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 and, and, and live. I renewed mine yesterday. I, I feel know. daft now. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a first. I know. <laughs> well, I've been, I had a winter pop been awesome this year, Phil. I mean, I've been really surprised. I didn't think we'd sell out at Leeds and other places we've took some right followings. It's just, it's been pretty great, hasn't it? To see everyone yeah. still sticking by everybody and that. I've, I've been really proud to go there. Yeah, no, the away following's been, been really good. And, and to be fair, you know, even, even, at, at, you know, the home following, it's, uh, um, I, I think that, you know, we, we, we still need to, we need we need to do more on the pitch to get the the atmosphere back to the levels that it was at. But it's definitely been better. It's improved throughout the season, uh, and 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 the reality is that 
you know, we we can't expect the uh, the uh, the John Smith Stadium to be rocking if uh, if we're not winning football matches and putting in performances. And I, I, I definitely think that we've been doing a lot better since Danny and Nicky came in, and, and um, the performances have been better, and the results have been better, and this certainly. I definitely feel that the tide has started to turn back towards a much more positive home atmosphere. And, you know, every credit and respect to our supporters because they have stuck by us in what's been a really, really difficult season that none of us were expecting. I wasn't expecting it to, to, to start how it did or go like it did. And neither was anybody else. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we've, we have got, we have got great supporters. And I just, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just hope that no, no matter, what, what you know, no matter what we are or what the situation is when we come through, what's going on in the world at the moment, that you know, there'll be, there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing more pleasing than to to get that first home game back and, and just fill the place and just have it bouncing, just just as a as, as a as a as a as a bit of a celebration. And um, you know, no one can knock our supporters, absolutely, absolutely not. They they are fantastic. I've seen a few tweets come in tonight about, you know, what we're going to spend this or that, but my kind of objectives have changed now, obviously because of what's happened. I just want the football club to support, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but the dynamics has totally changed for me now and what's coming up, and I don't know how you feel, but I'm still seeing you know, some of these tweets tonight about well, this investment and that, and if it does go three months, I just want to be sat whenever it is, we play again. Do you feel the same? Or, or I know we've got to have ambition, but I just think it's totally changed now for me, mate. What reality is in life and what, what we want as a fan. Are you, are you in it? Is that Neil for me or Neil? Neil, sorry. Neil. Oh, that's just, me. Yeah. What are you speaking of? What, what's your, what are you thinking now? Next few months, football, yeah, to be honest, I, I sort of alluded it to earlier on, didn't I? Everything is just bigger than football at minute. I know I've heard lots of Ori's players, you know, paying a load of staff. Um, but as a, speaking from a, a fan's point of view completely, football at this moment in time just really doesn't matter. You know, it's about, that's why I wanted to stop earlier on. It's about where they're supporting all these phenomenal people who are, doing what they do day in, day out for NHS and, you know, about half a million people volunteer the services, which is ridiculous again. And then that just shows you that, you know, there is a lot of good in this country for us, the slating that it gets at times. There's a lot of good boys on this country, you know, we're involved in organisations that, that help people and put a lot of good in and football's football, isn't it? Football's something you do with, that's your release on a Saturday, that's your, you go and, shout and scream and sing and have a pint with your mates and whatever else. But in reality, after the game of football's finished, you want to go up with your family, don't you? And at the moment, people, some people can't even go and visit the family. So that's that. That's reality. And, and then for me, it's a lot more important when we do eventually start again, when it, it may be, obviously nobody knows. But, you know, just to have a team to go watch, regardless of who's playing, I don't care if it cost fifteen million or fifteen quid. To be honest, look, I, I, look, I, I, I find on social media, I, I found that the people that are asking whether we're going to pay ten million or fifteen million for players in the summer are the same people that are asking why we paid ten or fifteen million pounds for players that they don't like. It's, it's 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 usually the same people that that that, that just co contradict themselves on social media. So it's why are we spending ten million pound on players? And then in the next tweet, it's why did we spend ten million pound on him? So it's just like 
yeah. Could you? I think one interesting thing to 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 work out or to hear, Phil, would be how a transfer works. I think a lot of people just kind of think you send a a fax in with an offer, it gets accepted, and then the player just rocks up with his agent and signs on the dot. You know, like you've seen on on TV. But it sounds like there's a lot more to it than just getting a player across and there's a lot more uh, things to bring together. I'm just wondering if you could kind of briefly, not not with particular examples or anything, but how how difficult it is to get a transfer and what the and what's involved in taking it through to the end. Yeah, uh, well, so so everyone's a little bit a little bit different. There's nuances and things, but you know, as, as an example, the the deal to um, to bring uh, Emil in uh, took us. Seven and a half weeks from start to finish. Um, so, and, and that's a loan. So, so yeah. I mean, the, the, the way that it works is you 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 you'll do your scouting. You'll you, you, let's say you're looking for a centre forward. Um, it's important that you that the, the recruitment team know what they're looking for, and it's really important that as a club you rec- you're recruiting. It's important to have a system because then you can recruit to your seventeens and your nineteens and your twenty threes. You're recruiting the same. So, so if 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 our style of play is a four-two-three-one with overlapping uh, fullbacks to allow the wingers to to cut inside, um, yeah, then then you know that you're recruiting at every level at right back and left back for uh, you know fullbacks that aren't defensive fullbacks that are overlapping fullbacks, and that's and that's that's what you're looking for. So it's, it's important that your recruitment team have got a clear message and, and, and that's why having a style of play is really important. Um, you're recruiting at every level. Um, and then um, you'll identify, usually there'll be between three and six potential players for, for that for that particular position and target. Uh, and, and you'll have... Um, Scouts will watch, so you'll watch a certain number of games uh, electronically. You, you'll, you, the manager will want to go and watch them live at least once. You'll usually get at least six to eight reports on any particular target, and, and they are marked, um, and they have, they have a rating, and then you'll collate all those ratings, and then you'll put them in order of preference. You'll speak to the agents and find out what kind of deal they're on and what kind of deal they'll be looking for, etc., etc., um, it, you know, is the player interested? Um, that that can take two or three weeks of conversations, and then you, you know you'll then approach the club with, for permission to speak to the player. So, so normally all contact is through agents because obviously you need to have permission to speak to the players. Um, and then it's going through the process of meeting the players. So you'll you know quite often, and, and certainly Danny, you know they like to go down and meet the player at the, with the family at their home. Then they get them up to the training ground and they come up and have a look round. And there's a lot of um, players talk to each other. They all a lot of them. They all know each other. Carlin knows more players than there are in the world. He knows everyone. Everyone <laughs> nice knows Carlin. Yeah. Carlin <laughs> knows everyone. Um, so. Um, and and, and there's, there's a lot of that, and then and then you, you 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 tend to negotiate with the agent in reality. So you'll agree a fee with the club while that's ongoing. They've given you permission to talk to the players, so you'll then start looking to agree personal terms. The, the players don't really get involved in that anymore. It's all done through the agent. Um, and and then you, when you've agreed everything, they'll come for a medical. And but with with medicals now, um, certainly with permanent transfers. Um, it, 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 you've got to get blood tests, um, ECGs, 
it's not just turn up for a medical and do sort of ten star jumps and job done. Um, you, you'll 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 ask for me- all medical records and history from the parent club. So you've got to get all they, they send you all their scans and blood tests and so on. The blood tests can take forty eight hours. So sometimes you fall lucky. So during the um, during the uh, January window, we we fell lucky with Toss. Uh, sorry, no, we felt we fell lucky with Richard Stearman because he'd recently had his blood done at Sheffield United, um, and and so we got his bloods done and we got the results back really quickly. I think within twelve hours. Whereas with with another signing, which went right down to the wire, it took two and a half days to get the blood test results back because the lab was really really busy. And if you're looking at a loan, it's different. If you're looking at a free transfer, it's different. You go through the same process, but if if you're looking at uh, maybe maybe a, an older player where you've got up to date blood tests and so on, and it's a free transfer, you're more inclined as a chairman to kind of go, let's just get it done. We're going to miss the deadline than if you're spending four million quid. Mm. And, and and so there's all you have to make all those decisions on an ongoing basis and you'll speak to the club doctor and you'll, they'll, they'll say, look, there's a this is the percentage chance we think of it coming back you know, not right. And you sometimes you have to make judgment calls, but you know, that that whole process, it, it takes weeks. It takes weeks, even with loans, it takes it takes weeks. You don't just sort of go in and go, right, I want him. Yeah, you can have him, okay, he'll be there tomorrow. It just it's, it couldn't be further further from happening like that, and you do sometimes miss out on players because some, you know some, sometimes you have to dig your heels in. Sometimes you have to dig your heels in with clubs, um, and, and that was one of the reasons why the summer window didn't go as, as we'd hoped or planned was because, particularly the, the Philip Billing one, where it, that, that took nine weeks because we had to dig our heels in because you know people clubs were trying to get him on the cheek and we thought we you know we were desperate and we we I had to I had to dig my heels in and, and there is uh, certainly one director of football who's no longer speaking to me on the back of that so that's not that didn't that didn't go too well but sometimes you just have to dig your heels in and just say just just say no and that can have a knock on effect but the first time you crumble it that that's that becomes permanent and 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 you, you you can't come back from that. So you've just got to be strong. Uh, and if that means that you miss out on another player because you don't get one done on time, then you've just got to live with that. And you've got to, you know that, that those are the consequences. But you you you, you can't bend to a whim. And when it, when it comes to how much money you spend, it, 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 for me it is absolutely it's about value for money. I don't care what anyone says. And it doesn't matter how much money you've got. You know, it, if you use the analogy, if you if you spend ten million pound on one player, or you bring in five players for two million pound each, you've got a lot less risk spending your money on five players than you have on one, because you know there, there is there has never been a, a football club in the history of football that's got every single transfer right. It just doesn't happen. You do get some wrong. Some go wrong. Um, and and so you've got to you've got to look at the risk, and I, I would much rather spend whatever money that we've got available on transfers wisely. Um, and I, I look, I I want players that are hungry. I want players that have got a journey to go on. You want players that have got something to play for. You you don't want players that have that have already achieved things. I, I do. I want I want people who are at it. 
I say that to Lee all the time. You want pay, you want your staff to be at it, and you want your players to be at it. You you don't want complacency, and you want you want hungry players that have got something to prove that that, are, that have the ability, but maybe haven't been given the platform. And and you know that that's much better than going out and spending ten fifteen million quid and a, and a fortune in wages because what have they got to what have they got to aim for? Because they've landed. On the verge a couple of times, and then yeah. sort of slumped back down again, and he's maybe even more sort of hungry to, to get back again. And you can see that. Look at look at Lewis. I mean, you you know, I don't know whether you read Lewis did an interview this week, and and and, and if you read that, you know, he, he felt like he had a point to prove. And look at him. probably our best player, isn't he? He's quality. He's just quality. He's just an unbelievable player. We've got, we've got lots of great players, but you know, you, you you have the more money you spend and the more wages you pay, the more chance that you've got of having players who, who feel like they've made it. So what have they got to prove? Because they've they've made it. You want players that want to prove it, and that that, that you, you want players that are going to go on, you know, to a higher level, or that are going to take you to a higher level because they've got something to prove. And that always makes me laugh when people want about. Um spending, you know, why are they investing this way, spending this way, spending that. If you look through our squad, the players who you're hanging your hat on, didn't cost out. Shingler, less than two million. You know, Carling Grant, two million. Lewis O'Brien, no. Costello, half a million. Johnny Hogg, less than half a million. They're yeah. all the players that you'd hang your hat on. And if you're, you're 50, 11, you've got six, seven that play for you every week, regardless. Well, that's, that's, that's what I said in London, Neil. I said, you know, you put, put it into perspective. Get get a piece of paper and write down a list of all the players that we've paid ten million each or more, and then make a list of all the players that we've paid less than two million quid for, and then put a tick against the ones that were value for money. Do, do it yourself. Do the math. I've done it. Yeah, people so, like Chris Lever and players like that, are they? Brilliant signings. Yeah, <laughs> I won't bet because I don't bet anymore, but I, I would never have thought they'd do with this past January. And what I've really loved about it is his attitude kind of on social media. The thing over Christmas he did, you know, kind of with the homeless people, he seems a really good guy. Yeah. And he's added a lot to the dressing room. And, and to me, it's, it's, it's been beautiful to see, really, the way he's interacting with the fans. I've, I've kind of loved it even more than I did, to be honest with you. I don't know what you feel. He seems a really good man. Yeah, he, no, he is. He is and he's, he's a really good player. And, you know, the, 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 the reality is that what, what Steve needs is the right service. Do you know what I mean? So Steve, yeah. as, as, as a striker, he, he's, he'll score goals. He's a 20-25 he's a goal striker in the championship with the right service. And he's now he, he's now getting that with, with the additions that we've made in January. And, you know, you, you ask yourself a question. Would you, would you rather go out and spend £10 million on a new striker or get Steve Mooney to sign a new contract? Where's your best? Where's your value for money? Yeah. And, and, and so you know, it, 
I, I just I think I think Steve's he's a quality guy and he's a he's a he's a, he's a quality player. Um, he's a genuinely and, good human, isn't he? Yeah, just tell. Yeah, just one of them. Genuinely good human, which is uh, it's rare in footballers nowadays. There's a video that's coming out today on the um, on the foundation Twitter page, I think, which is his response yeah. to a question from a from a school child um, asking about Benin uh, and, and kind of, um, his growing up, etc. Which is uh, it's really quite moving. Actually, it's worth listening. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. I've seen it. It is, but it's definitely worth a watch if anybody hasn't seen it. Yeah, seen it's good. Yeah, we want to have a danger zone special now that you. Uh, yeah, I know. I think it's a bit. I'd be remiss. Neil Neil's not been on for ages, so we'd be a bit remiss not to ask him to uh, put some dangers you're in the zone. You bet you barbed me for foul language. Tell true. <laughs> no, speak, speak freely. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Absolute danger, this fella. And Sievert in the crowd, a possible David Wagner successor. Send out Patrick Davidson to find out. Max Saggers, Whopper. Adrian Durham, absolute Whopper. You can't tell me Eddie Howe won't be keeping tabs on us. Hashtag SWFC. Because I've watched your match of the day, and trust me, I think you might as well take up archery at times. Golden parachute catch. off how this field. How dare you? How actually dare you? The, the danger zone today, crisis, to be honest, it's the easiest one we've ever done and we've had some easy ones. It's... Jason Cundi. <laughs> again, yeah. Sorry, Cundi, I said you In amongst all this, yeah, you're right, it's still Jason Cundi. <laughs> no, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer, isn't it? It's... Uh, all the absolute weapons, all the dangers who still insist on partying and mixing where they don't need to mix and yeah. they don't they're, they're silently killing people and that's unforgivable and it's uh boils my piss up beyond belief, I'll be honest. It's 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 really rattled me this last week or so, especially just seeing all these absolute weapons out and about mixing, having parties, barbecues going, totally going against any kind of lockdown. Weather's nice, why should I waste that? I heard one woman on Radio Solent that would have clicked. No, I, I heard that. Well, oh, don't oh, I could have I probably pulled her. I'd, I'd have finished it off myself. She would, she would, she, honestly, happily, because people like that, if you get rid of one person like that, you're saving God knows how many more. And that sounds harsh, but it's fact. Because people like that are walking silent killers. We've got her, who were wanted, she was more than happy because weather were nice. Why shouldn't she go on pizza? Why shouldn't she have an ice cream? She was 75 years old. Her husband was 78 years old and just had a bloody stroke. Yeah. Come on. And she said, yeah. I have taken this. And the, the boat said to her, What if this last one year? And she said, Well, I'll, I'll have enjoyed it. 
but why not be sensible and have another 10 years of that? You're only 75. You know, it's people like that, I just I can't cope with it. I think that's what shot me in the head, to be honest, going on the odd one. It's like, it seems to be older people who just kind of, you know, it's maybe a generalisation, but I just, I just, I've been shocked me to be honest with you. And it was just, I mean, even tonight, when, when it showed the people talking, there were still people in the group. Yeah, yeah they were all stood together. I was sitting on yeah. TV and I was like, what are you doing? What are they doing? I mean, I'll be honest, my mum and dad, my dad, my mum's 70, odd. My dad's 76 this year, my mom, so my mum will be 74, and my mum's 74 on Friday. Coming and uh, I'm not so sure, I think they might have nipped at supermarket because that's what they do. Not for any cause, any bother, or just because they need stuff and whatever. They're used to sort of being self sufficient and we've, me, me and my missus just basically give them hardware and said, You do not leave the house. You know, my mum's had heart problems and cancer and all sorts of stuff, and my, my dad's just getting on, so you've got to. We give them hardware, like Mother's Day, we went up and we took a flask up, sat at the other end of the garden while they're sat in conservatory just so we could see her on Mother's Day. And, you know, do the sensible thing. It's not rocket science, is it? If government no. are telling you to stay in because people are dying, stay in. You know, other things will return to how they were, other things will carry on happening once this is all done. But more important is having people still being alive when it's finished. And it's honestly boiled my piss this week. The worst thing is, Neil, we've seen the other countries, so it's not as if we're starting personally and we wonder what could happen, let's risk it. No. We'd see Italy, we'd see Spain, we'd see China, we'd see everyone yeah. else dying, but yet still people are doing it. When you've got countries making, making temporary morgues out of ice rings, now that, if, if that doesn't shock you and make you stop and think, you don't, there's, there's no, there's no to help you. If that doesn't shock you into thinking, hang on a minute, there might be something in this, you don't. And, you know, I, I, I've, there's been two or three people that I know really well have been kind of doing stuff. And I've, you know, I've said to them, you're playing it. What are you playing at? Yeah. You're risking it. It isn't about just you because you're healthy or whatever. We all have got elder, elder relatives or we will know people who've got underlying health conditions and they might not even know they've got them. But let, uh, there's a way to find out what this isn't it. So no. just stop it. Do, do the right thing. Stop it all. You know, we can still get food. We can still get everything we need. You know, most of the time, people be happy to stop at home and watch telly. So why not now? You know, all you've got to do is stop at home and watch the telly. I mean, the the worst thing, to be fair, is the fact that weather's nice. This is the the one time where you could actually deal with, you know, the the rain that lifts your face hard and cold. But it is what it is. You know, the sensible people hopefully will survive. And it's uh, hopefully it's over sooner rather than later. And and most people come through it unscathed. We can't end on a negative, can we? We've got to be a positive. Come on, man. I tell you what, I, I've done a video this week, because obviously staying in the house, not going out. We did a video this week on Marcus Stewart and, the, and the goals he oh, scored. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that video, the, the one I put on YouTube, not the other tube. But essentially, um, did a, um, a video that went uh, on YouTube. You can, you can catch it, Marcus Stewart, all his uh, 68 goals that he scored for the club. Um, just memories of Marcus Stewart, really. Uh, Neil, he went to the uh, he went to the Strike Force um, event with See It Now Sports. Um, there were some little snippets there of Marcus Stewart's past about why he left and and whatnot, and just really what your guys' favourite memories of Marcus Stewart were. And uh, obviously, the most unhappy one is the day he left. But 
an absolute. I, I, I'd go as far as saying he's probably still the best striker this club's seen in the last since Frank Worthington in '72. Not that I've seen them all since. But where you remember where you walked when you signed him. I mean, let's be honest. Those of us that were there, which is probably all of us, when we won at Wembley against Bristol Rovers, he was by far and away the best player on that pitch. I wanted and the fact to that we him. I mean, we sold Bill to Winterstead, nearly three million quid. I asked my mum for a headband after that game as well. I, I was in Mallorca when we signed him. I'm one of the classic Brit abroad bought a paper and we'd signed Marcus Stewart, Andy Morrison and Andy Hurt and all in a woman. Yeah, all three were on that, that back page, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those where you're looking at. It would have, that was a proper health moment. You're buzzing because you just knew how good he was. Yeah. And let's be honest, every minute he pulled the shirt on, he never let us down, did he? 1.2 million no, as well. Class. Amazing. Different class. Amazing. Yeah, well. How much did he be worth in today's world? 25, uh, easy. You, you wonder yeah, what, what type of player he'd be now because he's not, he wasn't blessed with a lot of pace. He wasn't big and strong. So you wonder in today's mm. modern 4 2 3 1 where he would have fit in, really. And, would, and you start thinking, would he have been more of a crafty number 10 or an inside right that comes in onto his left foot? Or was he good enough yeah, to play Yeah. Bit of a Dwight Gale, wasn't he, to a degree? Yeah, a little bit. It'd have fit in just because he was that good. Yeah, simple. With us, yeah, the, the lad was just absolute class. It's good in the air for five eight as well. That was one surprising thing about him how how good he was in the air. Um, so yeah. what an when at that strike force event a few weeks back. What a nice fella! What a genuinely nice fella. Just come and happily talk to you. Told us all sorts. Yeah, he actually had. Um, he's two lads with him. One of them plays rugby for Huddersfield and uh, for YMCA. I think. But, yeah, What's he doing uh, now, Neil? What's he doing now? Marcus Stewart's assistant manager at Walsall. Yeah. 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 He, um, but, um, <laughs> no, no, I, I think that it's like, you know, when you're looking for a manager, it's now, it's like, it's like looking for a player. You, 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 you know what you're, what you're, uh, what you're looking for and, and, and it's about what you want as a club. And, and so you, 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 you shortlist them based on, and to, to be honest, you know, we, we I, I, I shortlisted just based on what I wanted and where we wanted to go, but also the position that we were in at the time. Um, and I know that I, I got criticised for coming out and saying that I, I'll only interview people who have applied for it. You know, everyone was banging on about Chris Hewitt and who didn't apply for it, but. I think that's important. Why, why would you want a manager at your football club who, who who didn't want the job, who didn't apply for it? Why would you want anyone to work anywhere that that, that, that didn't apply for the job? I, I just that that never made any sense to me. I, I just why, why you know we why, why would you go after someone if you've had, I can understand if you go after someone you know if, if, in, in, in black clubs do when they when they when they're planning for the future and they're, they're actually you know they're like. Well, Let's have a look at him. But when you've advertised it, as in when you've sacked someone and, it, and the job's available and everyone knows it's available, why would you want to employ someone or go after someone that hasn't even put the name in the ring? Yeah, no, not so, you know, people were saying, well, why don't we go after so-and-so? And I'm just like, well, what? the, the, the job's been available for three, four weeks. Why, why would you go after someone that's shown no interest in it whatsoever? In, why would you go after someone who's shown no interest in your football club? Why would you want to? I don't do you get think, it. Do you think in that scenario as well, there's a little bit of, well, probably a lot of ego involved where I, I don't need to apply for that if they want me. 
if they'll come and get them, they'll come and ask me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've never. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm going to practice what I preach. I've, I've, I've never met Chris Hewitt or spoken to him, so I'm not going to make any assumptions on on why. Um, y- you know, there, there, there can be lots and lots of reasons, and y- yeah, I think we had. Oh God, I, 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 I think we had either just under or just over ninety applicants. Uh, I think I think it was ninety two in the end, something like that. Eighty seven or ninety two sticks in the end. So we had a lot, and, and some some big names. But um, yeah, it, it, it's it's you're you're looking for something specific, and uh, I just wouldn't ever want to, unless I've gone after them specifically before a job became available. If you understand what I mean, I just don't understand why you would seek out someone who hadn't shown any interest in it if it had been available for X number of weeks and everyone was aware of it. So I'll be honest, I think it was pretty universally well received that we got the cows because I think most people wanted them. You know, so I think they were they were at top of certainly a lot of people I've spoken to would have said, you know, the cows, get the cows, get the cows. And the fact that we did after the you know, the sort of bumping the road in between it them coming in and staying. And let's be fair, it's worked out so far, hasn't it? They've done a good job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Job is good about it. From I've just wanted to where we are. Let's hope we can all carry it on our jobs. It's uh, scary time, friend. That's the unknown when football starts again, isn't it? Because there's going to be that much of a delay in between Oak and Literally, Oak would happen when it starts again. It's uncharted territory, isn't it? Well, you know, the, the, I think I think it's been on. I think it's been out on the news today. So the, I think I think the the EFL and the Premier League have said that there'll be no games getting played before thirtieth of April. I, I think I've seen that on the, on social media from from the, the EFL and the FA and so on, and, and they won't. So there's, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be months. There's gonna be a gap of months, but you know, hope, like I say, hopefully we all get through this and and and. and you know, we're all we're all still we're still there, and we've still got a football club, which is you know that's when we will. And imagine imagine that feeling and that atmosphere at that first home game, and then and that's something to look forward to, isn't it? That's something to focus yes, on and try yes, and get yes. there and look forward to it, and and whatever it may be, whatever that may be, and, <laughs> and, and you know it'll be it'll be Wigan Wigan at home, yeah. um, and, and, and whatever it is. Everything's got to be right in the country between now and then, hasn't it? Because at the end of the day, it's just a game of football that can happen whenever. Yeah, it's absolutely. Happen. I mean, but it's, uh, you're right. I think the the clamour for everything, you know, pubs are going to be mad, restaurants are going to be mad, cinemas are going to be ridiculous. When when everything opens again, everyone's going to be like kids at Christmas for all. They want it, want it all, and I want it yeah. all now. Yeah, it's Sean will be looking his lips, won't it? Sean. 2021's going to be good with sport, though. Oh, Sean, I've seen... I must admit, I am... I'm seeing a lot of footballers posting videos, setting tasks and not taking into account those of us that are maybe not under 18. And poor Sean nearly fractured his fetlock the other day trying to do... Trying to do uh, Lewis O'Brien's uh, flick, flick up and, and step over. Um, he was quite proud of himself really? with that as well, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but, but you, that could have gone horribly wrong. And I'm kind of like, 
I might, I might post a video of myself of something that footballers can't do, like necking a pint of red wine and then see if any of them, uh, <laughs> see if any of them want to post that. I'll look find them two weeks wages. Yeah, the Sam Allardyce <laughs> challenge. Phil, if, <you're> <laughs> well, if you're not doing jail weeks tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, I'll be uh, going to examine it and uh, get you into it, you man. I won't be doing that. But, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, it's good, you know. They they, they try to they try to do you know the kids are at home and what have you and off school and they try to do stuff and it's really really good and uh, but I, but I do think that we need to have some footballers posting videos that for, for, for us maybe slightly physically challenged people for us to have a go at um, and uh, <laughs> if I see if I see one well, like, football, like club just sitting here holding it because I could probably yeah, do that just 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 yeah just just something that we can all do I'm feeling a bit left out. Um, and uh, I feel like I should sort of get go get a toilet roll and try and do some keepy up and stick it on social media or something. I don't know, but um, it's um, it, yeah. Look, it's it's difficult times. It's it's <laughs> unprecedented times, and 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 you know, people have just got to, people have just got to be sensible and stop being stupid and and. You know, the people that have been going out and mixing and ignoring the rules are going to be the ones that are mourning in five weeks when we're still on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And and, and the, the sooner everyone sticks to it and keeps away from and each other, the, the, to why. yeah, the sooner everyone just gets the hang of the fact, just keep away from people and don't mix, then the sooner this will be over. Um, yeah. And until they get the hang of it, it's just going to go on for longer. And the consequences of that, for every week longer that it lasts, Everything that we come back to will be in a, a, a slightly worse position. Not just sport, everything. The longer everything, it goes yeah. on, the harder it'll be to recover from it. And people yeah. need to accept that. And, and um, people just need to make sensible choices and, and be sensible. And hopefully, in, in a in a month or two, we'll be having different conversations. But yeah, my mine and the board's and everyone's job is to make sure that we've got a football club to come back to because I, I really fear that some football supporters won't potentially. I really do. That's a genuine concern. I think that's a good way to end it, Phil. I do, yeah. Yeah, so thanks again, Phil, for coming on. And uh, I think we're, we're going to try and be here every week. So if you get bored and you're, you're in your bunker and you fancy... Uh, Fancy rocking up with a pint of wine, you know, you're more than welcome. On. More than welcome to log Absolutely. on and, yeah. and join look, in. Yeah. My, 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 my pleasure. But uh, look, you know, everyone, just everyone out there, just take care and take care of your families and take care of your friends and and uh, and, and just remember that, um, you know, there are some things that are more important in life. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say 
Who can be the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily, and every ghost shall be a memory. So town, play up and bring that car back to Huddersfield. So town, play up and bring the car. Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.